0: Hello creators, it is that time of week again. It is time for another episode of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I can't believe we are already up to episode number 54. I'm so excited for you guys to hear the conversation I had with our guest this week, Rhonda from the Hour3B's YouTube channel. It is an amazing conversation and I was so excited to have her on the show. So I also want to let you guys know that as it was every week, we are sponsored by TubeBuddy. T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y, the tool that can help you make your YouTube life so much easier. If you haven't already, go back a couple episodes, listen to the chat that I had with Roberto Blake, YouTube expert and entrepreneur, and he talks about how TubeBuddy has helped him take his YouTube channel to the next level. Also wanna let you guys know that each and every week, I give a shout out to those people who leave us a review over on iTunes. And this week, we have two new reviews. One of them coming from Boam Gorillans. <laughs> I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but he says, I find this podcast to be extremely helpful. Each episode brings new light to different subjects and topics and has helped me implement new strategies to help me grow my YouTube channel. Most recently, your tips on how to optimize mobile have really helped. Thanks, Dusty. Bomb. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for the kind words. Next. I have one from NRW 135 says excellent podcast, very informative, great interviews and information gets better. The longer he listens. It's like a fine wine gets better with time, right? Guys. Thank you so much for those reviews. Want to give you a shout out. And if you want to get shouted out on next week's episode, going over to iTunes, leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show, either positive or negative. We always like to know what we can do to improve the content of the show. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the drama going on on YouTube right now. I don't know if you heard or not. I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty details, but basically uh, YouTube's largest creator, PewDiePie, who does a lot of gaming content. If you don't know who that is, um, you probably are not a gamer or into that kind of stuff. But anyway, he was uh, removed from the YouTube Partner Program as well as uh, his... Program that was going to be on YouTube Red, the premium service on YouTube, has been pulled and removed. If you want to know more about it, go and search Google for PewDiePie, and I promise you, you will see the links come up. I do mention this to say one thing. Remember and always understand when you're creating content on the internet, regardless of if you're the biggest YouTuber or the smallest YouTuber, it is very, very important and crucial that you understand that that content is out there for the world to see. Everyone will see it. Understand that. Future employers, your family, your friends, everyone will see it. So make sure it's something you're proud of and you wouldn't mind watching with your grandma sitting right there. So with that little tidbit, let's jump into this week's interview. All right, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the YouTube creators hub podcast. My name's dusty as you know, and today I am so excited to be joined by Rhonda. She is a mother and the owner of our three Bs YouTube channel. The channel is named after her three children, Brooke, Blake, and Benjamin. Obviously, hence the, the name of the channel. We are, uh, She says they are a daily family vlogging channel, and their goal is to make viewers smile and laugh and share some of their life doing so every single day. Rhonda, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Oh, I am so excited to have you on the show. I've had a few a few vloggers on in the past, but I love chatting with people who are doing the types of content that you're doing because it's so different from what I do that i would learned so much from people who are doing this. So if you would, let our audience know a little bit more about who you are and how you started on YouTube.
1: Oh, sure. Great. So actually, the channel um, was actually created in 2007. Okay, and back then it didn't even have the name R3Bs. It started out with the name Puddin NC Um, and basically it was a nickname. I created the channel one to just be able to go on YouTube so you could, you know, you had to have an account to comment on videos and things like that. And then we also had moved to North Carolina from Maryland. And so being distant from our family, we thought, oh, wow, it'd be kind of cool to put up some video clips for the family to just kind of look at the channel. And believe it or not, I kept a lot of them private. So nobody really saw them, but the family, you know, I would just send them a link and they'd be able to view it. Right and so anyways um a couple times i made it live and i started getting these views on these videos and and they are so funny to go back and look right you know to see the way that you used to film i would never film that away today um so i've learned a lot along the way obviously um but anyways so i would post these videos and start getting views and i'm like wow this is wonderful I'm actually getting attention from strangers and I just thought it was the neatest thing to be able to interact with people across the internet. Right. So then in 2008 was actually when I made that video live and it's a video and it's still live today. It's the very first video on the channel. If you look and it's called Brooke and Blake's first pool. And I posted it for the family to see the kids playing in the pool. Right. (laughs) And then, um, And then a few, I put out a few videos in 2009 to just kind of show the family and what we were doing and things like that. And then in 2011, uh, we became more regular with our vlogs, right? So by this time, we've realized, oh, wow, there's other people that watch us. And um, by that time, I've also realized that there was a revenue base, you know, from people viewing our videos, which I didn't know that you know, starting out as well. Um, And then, so I started posting little clips of what we were doing throughout the day, interacting and actually building an audience. I started improving on my editing skills. I started investing a little bit more in what I did with the channel. It wasn't just throwing a clip up. You know, I actually tried to, you know, tell a story along the way. And then funny enough, we kind of took a break. And then 2014, Okay. I started posting videos about couponing. (laughs) Funny, right? How can you go from one extreme to the other? Well, it was just what was kind of happening in my life. And I started reaching a different audience base, right? Um, People, that was when uh, the extreme couponing was really popular on TV and things like that. So I was diving into stuff like that. And then it was interesting because I had an audience that liked it. And then I had an audience that was like, why are you posting these types of videos? We don't want to see your savings. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I, I've kind of messed up here is what I was thinking to myself, you know. Um, so I actually created another channel uh, that I would put, you know, videos that I, where I would use like coupons and show my savings for the week. And that channel is actually called Clip Your Coupons, <laughs> right? It's not active anymore. It is still out there, but I don't act, actively post on that channel. So then I was like, okay, so I went back, and keep in mind, along the way, the, the channel is still not even called R3Bs at this point. It's still called Puddin' C, right? I think it was also before the fact that we're, um, YouTube would allow you to change your channel name as well. Um, so then, you know, I, I went back to the channel, and I was like, okay, I need to start posting more of what people wanted initially, which is what we did every day. And then my daughter um, at the time, she was like, I want to make a video. And, and she was quite young, right? She's 15 now. This is back in, in 2014 um, or 2000 and actually it might not even been 2000. It was 2011. So I am kind of backing up just slightly. Um, but in 2011, she wanted to post this video and it was called um, School Morning Routine. And that video is actually still out there today. And It was just the silliest thing, really. If you watch the video and you see how we filmed it, it took us two days. So, like, you could see where the night changes today or the day changes tonight, and it does not go with the story at all. So it is quite comical to watch now today, you know. Um, That video was actually out there almost a year. And then I remember logging on to my YouTube channel, and I was like, wow, look at all these views that we just got on our video lesson, I, th- I want to say it was around a thousand views. Right. And I was like, this video is taking off. Now keep in mind around that time as well. That's when the morning routine kind of thing was a trend. Right. And now everything routine is a trend. Right. <laughs> so, um, that's where she had this idea to do this video anyways, because as a young child, she was watching the kids, her age, their routines, you know, it kind of cool. Right. And, um, so we just kept watching this video, and it was gaining views, and we were gaining subscribers by the hundreds a day. And I was like, this is crazy. And so that that video has gone from just a funny video that we wanted to make as a family to now that video has 3.4 million views on it.
0: Isn't that amazing, though, that you guys can do something like that, and just through the power of the Internet and a platform like YouTube. And, and, you know, that's so interesting to think that, you know, now your YouTube channel, I was looking at it before we went live on the show, you know, you, you've already got over 55,000 subscribers. 13 million people have viewed your videos. You know, that's astonishing to look at when when you see and you hear those numbers. It's just so amazing to think that that many people are consuming your content when really, you know, from what the story that you just told me, uh, Rhonda, you really just started this channel to to share with people that you already knew to kind of – keep up to date with kind of what you guys were doing. Now, I want to transition a little bit into kind of where you're at now with the channel. You know, you said uh, it started out with a different name. You, you've since changed the name to Our Three Bs. You've done a great job branding the channel. You've got a great profile image, a great channel banner. So you, you've done some work there. So where you're at now with the YouTube channel, is, is this kind of a full-time thing for you? Uh, and I know the kids are a big part of this, and I'll ask a little bit more about that later. But as far as right now, like where is this as far as business for you guys? I and mean, I know you're utilizing utilizing. the AdSense program, but I mean, how much time are you spending on this uh, each and every week?
1: That's a great question. You know, surprisingly, I don't realize, I don't think people realize the amount of work that is put into it. Yes, it is definitely a business to answer that. First of all, we, you know, create, we uh, treat it as a business and not a hobby. Yes, it is a hobby as well because we do have fun doing it. But on the back end side, which a lot of people don't see in the videos. Yes, it is a lot of growing, um, working with, uh, brands of course. Um, but to back up a little bit as well, uh, you know, it is definitely a lot of working the social media platforms, if you will. You know, I have to sell ourselves basically at this point because it is a business and you do want people to come to your channel and watch your videos and interact and and things like that. Um, so yeah. And then, As you said, you know, it definitely is a business as far as we reach out to certain brands to try to get interaction with them as well um, and show our viewers some things that we like basically so
0: what would be your advice if there's a parent out there who have children who think they would be great uh, on the camera or think you know they have an interest in YouTube and they they don't want to stifle that enthusiasm what would be your advice you know now going on a few years really serious and and way more than that you know not so serious what would you recommend to parents out there who are looking to possibly Possibly manage their child's YouTube channel or basically be a part of it with them? What would be some uh, tips that you would give them?
1: Right. So uh, I'll tell you kind of to answer that what I wish I would have known back then. First of all, um, don't stop uploading. Even if you don't feel like you're happy with what you filmed that day, still put it out there Um, because you just don't know how you may touch somebody else in their life. Um, as a parent, you wouldn't believe the, the, um, emails that I get from, you know, small kids and things like that, that are like, thank you for doing, putting this video up today. It really made my day. So, you know, just because of that, my, my point is definitely don't stop uploading, put that video out there. Even if you're not satisfied with it, you, you just don't know who else you may touch. Um, and And definitely the other thing is, is by doing this, it brings families together. I can tell you it has brought our family together tremendously because we do more things together. Um, So that is another reason why to just kind of stick with it. It's great for the family, I believe. And that's how it's been an experience for us.
0: So are there any pitfalls in having your children in front of the camera? Have you noticed anything that has happened throughout this process that you would say, hey, make sure that you let your kids know this or any safety tips and concerns with having children on a YouTube channel so publicly like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Now, I will say one thing that we don't divulge is we don't divulge like the, the schools that the kids go to. And, um, now our last name is out there. Uh, but you know, anybody can find out your last name, believe it or not with the internet, the power of the internet. But one is definitely, um, don't divulge like where your schools are. Maybe I don't even really mention where our, town is like what actual city we live in they are very aware that we do live in North Carolina um and the other thing too is I don't let my kids really go on to the comment section even though that two of them are even teenagers I still don't allow them to do that I like to mon- monitor the comments because obviously we do get some things that come through that aren't kid-friendly and I like to get those removed as quick as possible um, So that's another thing is I like to take care of the comment section. Now they do go in occasionally and read, but usually we're doing it together as a family, you know? So if they do see something, I can explain to them, well, this isn't right because, you know, something like that. Um, and then the other thing too, uh, as far as privacy is, um, we always film a day or two prior to what we're actually doing. Um, so by the time that it's actually posted and live to the world to see, um, that event has already happened. Does that make
0: sense? So It does make sense. Yeah,
1: so we're not actually in that same location. So those are my tips.
0: I love that. And those are some great tips. And, and that's one of the main questions that I wanted to ask you because I think you just had so much experience and you've done such a great job, as I mentioned earlier, of branding your channel. And Are the kids really bought into what you guys are doing? Do they love doing the vlogs every day? Like what's their uh, mindset towards the channel right now? And I'm sure it's changed because they are young and they're kids, but how has that process changed their mentality? Uh, And I see that your oldest daughter, oldest child actually has a YouTube channel of her own. So, I mean, has that kind of helped them kind of grow seeing that mom and dad are into it as well?
1: absolutely um and i was going to talk about that too yeah she does she just started her channel in january and they do love the youtube but i will say there's times where maybe everybody has a bad day we're human you know things go on in the household like anybody else's household so those things we do definitely choose you know um not to film but overall they really do love the interaction with the audience um Even my youngest, uh, he's eight and he wants to start his channel, but I just, I definitely don't feel that he's, he's ready, you know, to put that effort into it, nor nor do I really want to start putting the effort into that just yet either, because I am so busy with the current channel, but, um, yeah, I mean, they, they love it. And, And there's times where they might say, oh, I don't want to be filmed. And obviously we definitely respect that obviously. And, um, you know, there's times where they'll just pick up the camera actually and film themselves. So that that is pretty neat as well to watch.
0: I love that. And one of the things that I was extremely curious about, and I always like to ask this question to vloggers, and that question is, how do you balance, you know, when you put something out on YouTube, as we mentioned, whenever I introduced you, you know, your guys' mission is to make people smile and make them laugh. How do you balance reality and transparency kind of like what we were just talking about and then putting something out there? I mean, you know, as you mentioned, everybody's going to have a bad day, but as a vlogger who does daily uploads, like what you guys are doing, is it tough some days when you're having a rough day or something's going on in life? Because everybody has those days. Like you mentioned, like what are your guys's process of kind of getting through that roadblock or that barrier?
1: Right. So one instance I'll talk about, um, my mom passed away uh last January, so about a year ago, or a little over a year ago and so obviously that was a tough time for our family um i I wanted to film it, but I didn't want to put it out there for the world to see and I don't really know why I mean I know a lot of people want to see that genuine side of somebody, but at that point in time in my life, I just didn't want to actually film and I wanted to film it, but I didn't film it Does that make sense so then I didn't really want to put our life out there like that. Um, So there was a time where we didn't actually post for quite a few days. And then I would, and then when I was ready to talk in front of the camera, I came back and said, Hey, you know, This is kind of what's been going on the last few days. This is why you haven't seen us. Um, Now, those who followed our social media, I did put a little something out there. So a lot of our viewers were already aware of what was kind of going on. But those who didn't have the social media or connected to us that way, um, you know, they really didn't know. So, yeah, I mean, that's how I balance it. Honestly, if it's a time that it is hard to film, I don't film it. And we just take that time off.
0: I love that. And I love when you, you know, that that's kind of such a tough question too. you know, when you have something in your life, like you said, a death in the family, you know, and, and you've built this public personality. And you know that your community is seeking and they're, they're wanting that content, but you've, you've really got to balance that. And for you as the mother too, you've kind of got to show your kids, you know, hey, you know, sometimes it, it is okay to, to mourn by yourself and everything, you know, especially younger people today think that everything they do has to be public you know, and, and, get, and they they get in trouble on Facebook for, you know, for future employers or whatever it may be. And, you know, that's, that's the downside of YouTube. And, and the reason why I like talking about it on this podcast is because I want people to know if you're getting into vlogging, that there are going to be days when you just don't feel like doing it. Uh, and that's okay. It's okay to understand that there may be some days you're just having an off day and it's okay to do that. Now let's talk about um, in, the, in the last few minutes of the show here, the next maybe five to 10 minutes, I want to talk about the bit, the, the business aspect you mentioned that you have sponsored videos and things like that but as a vlogger are there what are the ways that you're finding to monetize your content and are you guys looking to branch out outside of the YouTube platform
1: okay so I'm gonna answer the the last question are we planning on branching out um, from the YouTube platform right now no honestly I don't I don't know where I would go you know if I thought of anything. I just can't think of why we would at this point. That's not to say that it would never happen. Obviously, opportunities come about all the time. Um, But no, at this point, we don't uh, have any plans to to go from the YouTube platform,
0: no, and and the first question was just the monetization. I mean, are you guys making enough on this now to where you know it, it merits you spending the amount of time that you spend?
1: Yeah, we definitely are making a source of income. No, it does not. You know, it's not enough to actually support the family. So my husband still works, but yes, I mean it definitely pays for itself plus more, if that makes sense. So if we wanted to go to the fair, right, and we say, okay, our videos make enough revenue during you know this process to pay for us to go to the fair, then then we go. So basically, it pays for our extra time to be together as a family.
0: I love that. It's kind of like paying for you guys to have that family time and to do fun mm-hmm. stuff together. That's such a cool idea. And it's such a, a great way to fund that is, is your content. Now, let's talk about your skills as an editor, as a video editor. <laughs> what uh, is the process like? I mean, I've watched a bunch of your videos and you do a really good job. The thumbnails look phenomenal. Um, so, so did you know how to do all of that stuff beforehand? Or did you go to YouTube University and learn all of that? Like, how did that how did that come to be?
1: That is funny that you ask. You know, I actually get asked that question a lot in the comments. Um, I'm (laughs) self-taught. I have had no schooling whatsoever. Honestly, it is just kind of watching what others do, and maybe they've done something in their video that I liked. And I'm like, well, how can I incorporate that kind of style into mine? Not copying the style, but... And so I would go out there and basically research. Um, it's funny to think, like you said, editing wise, where I've come as far as software. You know, when I first started out, I just used Windows Live Movie Maker, right? And so that was a free source because I didn't have the extra money to put into editing software and things like that. And I've grown to today now I'm actually use I actually use Final Cut Pro, which is something that we actually had to pay for. Um, so I mean I've had you know, software in between there that were a lot of, you know, freebies and things like that. But uh yeah, so we we've definitely come a far way as far as our editing. But I am completely self-taught. I have not been to any sort of training other than I use YouTube videos, (laughs) tutorials.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, there's so much great stuff out there that uh that's just free content that people have done. A lot of it, you know, I I do a lot of it on my channel. And, you know, that's the thing is being able to, to to get through that barrier of entry there really isn't one so let's go ahead and transition in closing what do you think is next for your youtube channel where do you want to go moving forward i know you're helping your daughter with with her channel and i'm sure she's old enough to do a lot of that herself now but what is the process like of you moving forward like have you guys planned out as far as like some things you want to change and and improve on the channel so what are you looking to do in the future of the our three B's youtube channel
1: Right. So, um first and foremost, you know, we just definitely want to gain more viewers. We feel that we are definitely putting positivity out there and with so much garbage that you see in the news and on regular TV, um I ju- I just feel like we're able to put something positive out there uh for people that watch us basically. Um future-wise, we would definitely like to get more into brands sponsoring us. Um, we like working with brands. It is a lot of fun, um, when we're able to work with certain brands that we like as a family. Um, so really the bottom line is just to kind of grow from where we're at. We just want to reach a broader, uh, spectrum of people.
0: So let's do this, uh, in exit of this interview. I want to ask you this question, Rhonda, if you could give just one tip to a vlogger or someone looking to get into that style of content, what would that tip be?
1: I think I mentioned it before. And honestly, this is a tip that I live by now because I made this mistake. Don't stop uploading. Don't stop uploading. It's that simple. We stopped a couple times and I just, it's one of them things I think to myself, wow, if I didn't stop and took those that year break and that year break, where would our channel actually be today? I guarantee you it would definitely be much larger than what it is. So my one tip is do not stop uploading. You just don't know who you're reaching.
0: Consistency mm-hmm. is key, and it is important to keep that up. And you got to kind of balance that out with family and personal life. Rhonda, thank you so much for coming on this show with me today. Uh, I'm so excited uh, th- for what you're doing on the Our Three Bs YouTube channel. Tell the kids that I said hello. Maybe in a couple of years, I can have them on and they can tell me their side of the story about that side of the YouTube channel. So thank you so much. And if you would let our audience know where they can find you on the internet,
1: sure. So we have have our YouTube channel, which is R3Bs, and it's O-U-R, the number three, a B, and an S. And then our social media, for the most part, all of them are R3Bs, except for Instagram. Believe it or not, somebody had R3Bs, and I've tried to contact that person to see if they would release the name to me, but they've never responded. So on Instagram, we're official R3Bs. Um, And then if I could, could I mention Brooke's channel?
0: Absolutely. Oh, thank
1: you. So her channel, and I'll spell that, it is, I'll tell you what it is. It's Brooke Allison XO, but the correct spelling is B R O O K E A L L Y S O N.
0: Awesome. Well, everybody, please go check out their channel. They're doing some great work over there. And I think you guys, if you just listened to this whole episode, you got some amazing insight on what it means to be a vlogger on YouTube and some amazing insight from someone who's been doing it for a while. So, Rhonda, thank you so much for joining me today, and I'll talk to you later.
1: Thank you so much